մենք գիտեք, որ աստո ճանանչելու մասին էինք խոսում ես կանի ամիսը։ As you are aware, we have been studying about how to get to know the Lord better and we've been doing this for the last few months. Եվ ուզում եմ տեսնեմ գիշեք, որ աստո ինչ հատկությունների մասին է խոսվել միջև հիմա։ And I want to see if you can remember what qualities of the Lord we have discussed up till now. Ուսե բոլորը տամեն ժողովներին չեք եղել։ Maybe not all of you have been present at all the meetings. But those of you who have been present, please remember. Uh, the faithfulness of God is something we studied. Uh, his, the leadership of God. Uh, a God that does miracles. Who is the God of hope? What was the last one that we studied? A living God. What else? And last week we heard uh, from our brother George, uh, he shared about the wrath of God. And when he first started, I was a bit apprehensive what the content was going to be, but he finished very nicely, and we ended up realizing that even if we experience the wrath of God, it is for our benefit. Because if he exercises his wrath, is in order to train us and to change us. He is not our enemy, he has no animosity against us, but he is like a father who wants to correct us and discipline us. Uh, as we have communion uh, table to participate in today, I don't want to go on too long, but I want to share with you about the fathership of the Lord. He is our Heavenly Father. And this is something amazing when we take time and realize that we are worshiping a God who also is our Father. Uh, and the only person in uh, all of the um, prophets and apostles that taught us to consider the Lord as our Father was Jesus Christ himself. Uh, we can always know him as our Father and be sure that he has accepted us as his Son. 
իսկապես աստու զավակներ բայց մեզի կան չել է որ իրա զավակներ են իրենք այսինքն զավակը ընդունել է մեզ the bible teaches us that the bible teaches us that jesus christ was truly the son of god but he has called us to be sons of god that is եւ գրված է սուր քրչի մեջ ռոմիացից ու թերորդ գլուխը եթե նա ենք միասին որ ինչ փոինթեր ունի միած զավակ որ լավ է որ And if we study Romans chapter eight, we will see the qualities of sonship. Uh, we have not been given the spirit of servanthood, but we have been. Um, adopted as his sons and we are heirs with him and we can call him Abba Father. Uh, so the first thing that emphasizes is here that we are not fearful because we are not servants but we are his sons, his children. Uh, because we can trust him as our father. Uh, no servant can have that kind of confidence. Uh, at any one time, the uh, master of the house can uh, expel the servant. But children, even if they make a mistake, the parents continue accepting them. Uh, I was visiting a house once and there was a very undisciplined child there. Uh, for example, if we were having tea, he would hit you from underneath and the cup would go all over the place. Uh, he used to throw things around. And one day when I was in their house and he was particularly disruptive, I said to the parents, if he was my child, I would discipline him. And I wanted to speak to the father about disciplining the child. I asked him, do you think your child is the wisest child in the whole world? No, I don't have that opinion. There are many children who are far superior to, that, to my child. Uh, do you think your child is the prettiest in the whole world? No, there are many children who are prettier than my child. Uh, do you think that your child is the uh, best behaved child in the world? No. no, of course not. You can witness and see what he gets up to. Then my question was, then therefore, why do you show so much love to this child? 
we have given life to this child. He belongs to us. We can't expel him from there. If he's good or if he's bad, he belongs to us. We have to tolerate. So afterwards, I uh, use this opportunity to talk about disciplining the child. But the answer that he gave um, had an effect on me. Our child is not particularly good. We are not Ուրեմն <laughs> 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 We have a father. A father that we can rely on, trust. Something else that is emphasized. Because we are children, therefore we are as. Uh, we are as. Of God, we are as with Jesus Christ. I think uh, In other words, everything that God has, it belongs to us. Uh, do you remember when the prodigal son returned home? What did the father do? Uh, he accepted him lovingly. And gave a big party for him. Uh, even though that child was lost and was found, and was dead and became alive. Uh, the father slaughtered many animals and did a big party, a big banquet, and forgave him all his mistakes. But the elder brother was very upset about this. Not happy. He was jealous. And did not want to participate in that banquet. The father went to him and asked him, what's happened, what's All this time, I am your child and you haven't given a party for me. You haven't slaughtered any animals for me. Look what you've been up to when your prodigal son is returned. What was the reply of the father? My son, whatever I have belongs to you. Do you want me to slaughter it? Do you want me to slaughter a lamb for you? Everything that I have is yours. This is a wonderful reply. Do you believe that whatever God has is our portion as well? How well have we got to know a God that all his 
blessings belong to us. Apostle Paul tells us that if he did not keep withhold his son from us but sacrificed him for us, can he withhold anything else from us? What has he given us for? Not only has he given us his son, he has given us his spirit, he has given us his blood. He's given his life for us. He's given his word for us. All the promises that are in this book belong to us. All his blessings he's given to us. He says, my peace I give unto you. My joy I give unto you. My love I give unto you. My leadership I give unto you. He has not withheld anything from us. But you can say that all these things that you say, I don't have some of them in my life. You know why not? Why? Because often we read these words, but don't believe and accept that they belong to us and they're for us. We just... Uh, we read wonderful promises, but we don't rejoice as we should because we don't accept, it doesn't become a realization for us that they belong to us. Yes, I I was participating in a meeting, and in that meeting we had young people like we have today for the filling of the Holy Spirit. The children were crying. It was summertime, it was very hot, they were sweating, they were really lamenting with God, we want the Holy Spirit. And two and a half hours they were praying and nothing was happening. And when I approached God, I said, Lord, they are not asking for anything bad. Why aren't you granting them the Lord? Uh, I asked them to be quiet for a few minutes so that we can hear from God what is the reason that they're not being filled by the Spirit. And in this quietness, one of the teenagers, a 15, 16-year-old girl, saw a vision. I can see Jesus Christ amongst us here, full of gifts. And he's tied all these gifts on his body. Salvation. Healing. Power. Fullness of the Spirit. Fullness of the Spirit. Joy, peace. I see them all wrapped in wrapping paper, in gift paper on his hands. And this is what he says, my children, why? why are you begging and pleading so much? Just receive. These presents belong to you. Take them. Accept them. 
Once she shared this vision with us, we understood the reason why. Mm. It's exactly like as if somebody has a present in their hand and they're saying, Here And you keep saying, please give it to me. Cry and say, please give it to me. There it is, have it. Why aren't you giving it to me? Where is my present? Here it is, you are welcome to it. Our problem is that in a simple faith we don't accept that all these things belong to us. Jesus gives a very simple example. Which father that will ask for a piece of bread and the father will give him a piece of stone? Or ask for the father for a piece of fish and give him a snake. Or ask him for an egg and give him a scorpion. You who are evil and give good things to your children, how much more your father will give anything that you ask for. Uh, we are the children of God, therefore we can have a very close bond and relationship with Him. How close are we with the Lord? How intimate are we with Him? Often we are very formal with the Lord. And we don't feel very intimate and close with him. And we think that the Lord is very, very far away from us. But if he is a father, he is the kind of father who wants to have an intimate relationship with us. Uh, there are many fathers and mothers who are like friends with their children. And the relationship they have with their children is a relationship of friendship, not strict father and mother. <coughs> These children very freely can express their desires, their anxieties, their questions, their fears, put it and share it with their parents. Uh, and the Bible teaches us that not only we have certain advantages because we are a child of God, but at the same time, the Father has, the Lord has, certain responsibility towards us because of this relationship. How many fathers and mothers we have here? Uh, and I think the parents are more than the singles. Uh, how is your relationship with your offspring? Uh, God has the same but much more intense towards us. You have love towards your children. 
a special kind of love. And your love is not a conditional love. Uh, it's not because you want to show love to your uh, offspring so that he can show love back to you. You love him because of who he is. First John, uh, first John uh, chapter 1 verse 3 says how much he loved us that he accepted us as his children. Therefore, if we are a child of God, is to enjoy the love that he has for us. And Satan, who is a liar, continuously wants to tell us that God does not love you. You are not of value in his presence. Uh, God has forgotten you. You are not worthy to be his son. Uh, he is not of your mind. There are so many good people that the Lord is thinking about them that you are not one of them. And we always uh, condemn ourselves as if God is capable of differentiating between his children. But this is a lie. And it is contrary to the word of God. God loves us because we are his children and he is accepting. Even it's written that when we were in animosity with him and we were not saved, he still loved us and gave his life for us. And so much more when he, we become his children and we enjoy his love. Uh, a few years ago in our Farsi speaking meeting, uh, there was a girl who had never experienced love in her family. And she was lacking in receiving love. Uh, she had lost her mother very early on. The father had remarried and the stepmother had really persecuted her. And the father was very indifferent towards this. Girl. So she had never experienced parental love. Uh, and the stepmother was uh, differentiating a lot between this girl and the children that she had born. When she came to that meeting, I was uh, talking about this verse that God is love. Uh, love is not mentioned in Islam. Uh, and if they talk about God uh, in their uh, book, they are not talking about his love, but they're talking about his conscience. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Rahmat. They talk about his mercy, but not love. Uh, I don't want God always to feel sorry for me and to show mercy. I do have need of it. 
I do want God sometimes to feel sorry for me. But this is not right for God to feel sorry for me continuously. I want God to love me. And to have me in his bosom. And to stroke me. To take care of me. And love me for who I am. With all my faults. To love me because love is over and above everything else. That girl that day, because of the love of God, she repented. Goes home. And this becomes her prayer. God, please clarify for me how much you love me. I want the extent of your love to be revealed to me. And that same night, the Lord replies her prayer. The whole night through, she was crying. She was crying tears of joy because the love of God had become a revelation She telephones Brother Edward at 2 in the morning. You don't know how happy I feel because it's the first time that I feel myself in the bosom of God and I realize that he loves me. She explained it so beautifully. <laughs> she explained it, she said it so beautifully that after I put the phone down, I asked the Lord, I said, can you love me that way as well? Mm. And I realized that sometimes we who have been believers for a long time, we don't allow the Lord to keep us in his bosom and show us his love because we feel we've grown up too much. We feel we've grown up too much that we don't need that um, godly love. But God wants, to, God wants to show his love towards us and have us in his bosom and have a love relationship with us. I remember my wife Anahit whom I lost. Uh, for a few weeks she was very despondent, very unhappy. Sorry, after Brother Edward had lost his wife, he'd become very despondent. He was just sitting there, no hope, nothing, but just staring at the wall, and the Satan was bringing bad thoughts to him. In that horrible state that I was, in that bad state that I was in, at the bottom of my spirit, I heard something, a voice. These thoughts that you are thinking are not from me. They are not my gifts for you. Don't accept them. Repel them from you, expel them from you. I am your father. 
այս մտկերը չարի ծնած, չարի հետ մի հորդակցիր, այդ համխարի մի անի։ This thoughts are from Satan and don't become a co-worker with him. Իսկապես եսի լսացիմ այդ։ I truly I heard that. Հոքուս մեջ լսացիմ։ In my spirit I heard that. Ոտքի կանդամ։ I stood up. Եվ սկսնամ տերոչ պարավանել։ And I started praising the Lord. I realize that in these circumstances, and I don't accept it, and I don't want to be a co-worker with Satan. And for a few minutes, I started rebuking Satan and expelling those thoughts from me, and the love of God came into me. And his comfort and կնդոլնցքեն Jesus said that don't worry about anything because your heavenly father is well aware of what you need. The Lord is not indifferent towards our needs. And truly he is thinking about our needs. In our personal life, in our financial life, for our physical needs, for our health, for our business for our marriage relationship, for our future. And he is thinking of every detail in everybody's life as a father, and he considers himself responsible. God is a father. Uh, because he's a father, he, he is zealous towards us. How would you feel if somebody from outside tries to harm your child? How would you feel? And that type time, maybe you even forget that you are a believer. <laughs> you would be on fire with anger. You cannot be quiet or still. You'll want to uh, uh, sort out that situation and get your child away from him. Is it possible, something like this, imaginable, that one of your children is missing and you're sitting at home drinking coffee? And send the neighbors, go and find my child, he's missing. Or just send the police, go and my child is missing, go and find him. More than anybody else, you will be searching for your child. You won't be able to sleep, you won't be able to eat, drink, because you are desperate for your child. Uh, who has given us this kind of emotion? God himself as a father. Do you think he will be any less than that? He is much more than that. 
the Lord is jealous towards us hayre. because he's a father. He is not indifferent. He is thinking about us. As a father, he is going through the same pain as we are going through. And while we are going through anguish and sorrow, he is sharing those uh, emotions with us. And he will never be unfaithful to us because he's a father. He cannot forget us. My dad used to tell a story. But I've heard it more than hundred times, but everyone, every time that he told the story, it was like new to me. And it had an effect on me. They captured the father and son. And they were going to hit them 50 times each one. First the father, <coughs> uh, they hit him 50 times, his back was bleeding, uh, countries like Iran do things like this. Uh, and the father coped with that like a man, he's not sure any weakness. It came the turn of the child. The first strike that they made, the father started screaming. He started yelling in pain and threw himself on top of the child. I beg you, apply the next 49 to my back. You've had 50 and you did not complain. Why did you complain so much for this one strike? The 50 you struck on my back. But the one you struck to my heart. And my heart cannot stand against that. This is what a parent is. I'm sure you would have done the same. Do you think our Heavenly Father's love is any less than this? Do you think while we're going through anguish and difficulties indifferent towards us? Let us stay in his arms and experience his love. The final thing that I want to say, God as a father, sometimes he chastises his children. Uh, in uh, Ephesians, Hebrews, Hebrews 12, uh -huh, there's no time for me to read it. God, because he loves all his children from time to time, he chastises them and disciplines them. And the children that he loves more, sometimes he strikes them. Sometimes he strikes them. 
If we think that uh, God's love manifests itself always when he's uh, uh, continuously giving, showering us with good things and pressing us and spoiling us, no. Uh, even in difficult conditions, God still loves us. And at that time, if we allow him to show his love towards us, he will. Uh, in Hebrews it says, when God is disciplining you, don't ignore that discipline. And don't become despondent. Accept it. Accept that as a parent, he wants to correct you. As a father, he wants to change you. Instead of saying, why is this happening to Inch you, ask him, what are you trying to teach me? What lessons do you have for me? What changes do you want to bring about? What are you preparing me for? Don't immediately judge and think that he is not thinking about me or he doesn't love me. With one example, I'm ending my message. Uh, how well do you know about Red Indians? Uh, they have special formulae about their children. When they want their child to grow well and to go, go into adulthood, uh, they give him very difficult tests. One of the tests that that child has to go through is they take the child to a desert, a dark desert, and they put a circle around him, and they put him there. And they tell the child that all night you have to remain within this circle. And they take him one night that there is no moon. Total darkness. Uh, in this desert at night there are all kinds of animals, even thieves. Uh, 
If you come out of that circle, you will fail your test. You cannot go to the next stage. The child remains within that circle, but he's terrified. He has the sound of the animals. Or he thinks the robbers will come and get him. When will it be morning? When will it be morning? Very hard night. But he wants to go to the next He wants to uh, be accepted as a man. He's obliged to remain there. Very difficult. The children that manage to remain, when it's sunrise, they haven't slept all night. When the sun rises, they see that this powerful man with a sword in his hand is standing there. They get scared of him. Now, who is this who's coming to harm me? When the day becomes a bit brighter, they can see better. He realizes that that is his father. With the sword in his hand. Not within the sword. Opposite. The whole night he's been keeping guard. And he's been protecting the child. Because if anything was going to attack him. The, the child does not know the father. He thinks the father is left in there and gone home and left him behind. But the father is standing there with the sword in his hand. This is the kind of father. Do you think God is any less father than this? He is the father who loves us while we are going to trouble, who is mindful of us. He protects us. He takes care of us. And never accept anything less than his paternal love towards us. Let us worship a father like this. God is a father. In no other faith, God is a father. But in Christianity, we can have a very close, very intimate, very loving, paternal relationship. We want to approach the communion table in this spirit. All of us pray. Let us pray in quiet. And everyone examine their self, their person. Hallelujah. Let us think about the love of God. About his fatherly love. About the fatherly care. About the fatherly zeal and jealousy. About the fatherly patience. About fatherly plans and programs that we There's no need for us to be afraid. There's no need to be anxious. 
because we have a mighty powerful God that also is a father for us. And this father loved us so much that gave his one and only son. And we want to remember his sacrifice. And in this communion table, and participate and enjoy his love. And remember his body and his blood. If the Lord is showing anything in your life that is not according to his will and it's not uh, pleasing him, then let's bring him to his uh, throne. It is written that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and he is able to forgive you. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, is able to cleanse us from all sins. Let's remember his death. Let's remember that he loved us so much that he gave his only son. And there is no other love above this. That one person is willing to give his life for his beloved. But he did it for us. At the time that we did not deserve it. Even though we were enemies of him, he still loved us. Let's praise him for his love. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Jesus Christ, the day he, should, he was betrayed, he took the bread and and broke it and said, this is my body that it was broken for your sins. As long as you eat this, remember my death and, and talk about it until I return. We are remembering that the Lord took on flesh and appeared amongst us. Then he took the cup and then he said, this is my blood that for your for the forgiveness of your sins it was poured as, as long as you drink of this cup remember my death until I return Jesus said that I'm not going to drink of this cup again until together with you we drink it in the kingdom of my father so let's not only remember his death, but let's remember that he's going to return one day.
the day that in the heaven we are going to join him in his kingdom. What a big love, what a great Alleluia. love. Amen. Hallelujah. Open the eyes of our spirits, Lord. So can we can understand the limits of this love, the greatness of this love, the width of this love, the depth of this love, and the height of this love. Oh, Lord, reveal your love to us. So we can understand and comprehend the love that you have as a father for us. And not to allow Satan to uh, put the seed of doubt against about the love of God in our hearts or in our minds. Every circumstances of life, you are and you remain our Father. In difficulties that we have, you even show your fatherhood more. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. All of you who have want to participate in this table and you have uh, repented of your sins, you can participate in the bread and the wine. Together with faith and with praise, let's participate in taking of this body. And the Lord took the cup 
and said, This is my blood which was shed for your sins. Please feel free to uh, pray uh, and praise God if you like. 